the fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to yet another rousing rendition of the Views from Mint Street podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther talk you can possibly handle, and then just a little bit more. I am half of your host. I am Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, halfway down between Charlotte and Atlanta, right in the heart of Panther country, and of course, Directly on the other side of the metaphorical glass from me is my co-host, my partner in crime in both that show and this podcast. He is the great one. Lonzo Reitzel is here as well, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, we we kind of, by the time we get to the Friday pod, coming off of a dub, you know, we have, we have basked in the glory. We have enjoyed the victory. And now it's time to turn the eyes ahead and get ready for an NFC South matchup that, ladies and gentlemen, could not be more important than it is a matchup with the Buccaneers of Tampa Bay and a game that, quite frankly, may very well either decide the division or push the decision of the division until week 18, a matchup of teams that have already seen each other once this year, a victory for the Carolina Panthers while we were in that run of all the dubs being within the division, a 21-3 drumming of the Buccaneers all the way back in, what was it, week six, seven, eight, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I do remember, however, that it was a win led, of course, by P.J. Walker in that performance. But Deontay Foreman, a buck 18 on the ground. D.J. had seven grabs for 69 and a touch as well. And now, Lonzo, we look to replicate the result, whether it's by one or 21. A win this weekend, I think, does something for this franchise that would be uh, phenomenal in that I think it takes us from the can we to the we can and we did and instills a level of confidence that this team, this franchise has not had in some time. Not only does that, but it does it at a point in time where the arrow is pointed squarely at the playoffs at that point this would be a massive confidence boost for a team that might very well slip into the back door of the NFC playoffs and give them that rocket to the moon confidence that you need out of a low seated team that wants to shock some people. This is a massive football game for the cats. And it's going to, it's going to be a little bit of a mental game. I, here's what I'm hoping the defense does. I hope they look across and go, that ain't no goat. That's an old man. That's an old man. That dude's in his 40s. And look how skinny he is. He don't even eat meat. Or uh, why, why should we fear that guy? Uh, we should go introduce ourselves to him. Brian Burns needs to do it again. He, he's already done that this, this year. Go over and say, hello, Brady, as you're looking down at him, as he's looking up at the sky. Because if you put pressure on Brady, it's going to be an amazing thing. You're going to enjoy the victory yet again. But I, I think there's a mystique around this team still, even 
though they're one game ahead of the Panthers, there's still that Brady mystique and people need to get past it because he's done. And you need to treat him like he's done. Treat him like he's already retired and get this thing over with and take over first place. Last week or last time we matched up, Brady went 32 of 49, 290 yards, no touches, no picks, and a QBR of 81.2, which is a solid B minus C plus effort. Uh, Statistically speaking, anyway, he was sacked one time for a 14 yard loss when he remembered, oh, that's right, I'm not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, It was the defense against the run, honestly. That kept us in the game. They ran the ball 16 times for 46 yards and averaged just 2.9 yards per carry. The long carry in that game was a Rashad White 11 yard carry. Leonard Fournette held to 19 yards on eight carries in that one, a nine yard carry, his longest on the day. And honestly, Zoe, I think it's the same thing. I, I think you got to look at what the Arizona Cardinals did last week when they were able to force Tampa Bay into overtime and make them hit an overtime field goal to get the win. I think you go back to look what the 49ers did. I think you go back to what the Bengals did and those back-to-back L's before their OT winner against the Cardinals. They removed the run game from Tampa Bay and said, if you're going to beat us, Brady's going to need to look like he's 26-27 again in order to make that happen. Brady had an okay game against us last time, but there was nobody that was able to effectively run the football. Arizona did that to them. San Francisco did that to them. Cincinnati did that to them. And those games were LL and OT barely win in the last three. I think the strategy remains the same. Derek Brown launched himself into the national conversation this week with his comments on Steve Wilkes, Lonzo. I am going to be relying on Derek Brown and the interior of that DL to do what they did against Detroit, control the line of scrimmage, prevent any running backs from getting to the outside, and make Brady do it by himself with a very pedestrian wide receiver crew this year. You know, I I, I love when you hear sentences being formed by someone else and they're heading towards a certain direction, a direction that 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 you want them to go to, because the end result is you're saying. Tom Brady has to beat them. And the way you're making it sound is like, yeah, we just forced Tom. There was a time when Tom Brady has to beat you was feared. It's not feared anymore. As long as you don't give them the ball with like three minutes left in the game, you're probably good. But you're right. You, you stop the run. And it's not just about the receivers. I know you won't disparage the mighty Tom Brady too much, but I will. Um, I will make up for your slack and and, and put some extra on it. Uh, it's not about the receivers. It's about Brady. And, and the main reason why Brady is struggling, well, there are two, offensive line and no Gronk. He, he can't he can't succeed without uh, that kind of tight end play, and he hasn't gotten that really all year. He has not, and there's no reason to believe that he's going to this week unless Gronk secretly came out of retirement and we didn't notice, um, which I think we probably would have seen that. 
his acting is not good enough that he can pretend like he's somebody else. We've seen him try to do that. It doesn't really work. I Fournette's a big boy. And, you know, shut him down once before. Can you do it again? I think so. If the defense improves on what they did last week and and plays up to how they did a few weeks ago when they were on fire before the debacle against Pittsburgh. I went back uh, just a second ago while you were talking about that, and I thought, you know, let me actually pull the rushing numbers for Tampa Bay from those last three games. San Francisco was a big loss. They got beat down by the 49ers in that game, 69 total rushing yards. Cincinnati was a closer game. Remember, uh, Tampa Bay was actually leading that game for a good chunk of it before Joey B and the Bengals pulled ahead and stayed ahead. 92 rushing yards in that one. It was an L, a closer one, but an L nonetheless. And then last weekend against the Arizona Cardinals, a game that they won in overtime, 115-yard rushing in that one. So basically... Uh, depending on if you trust this pattern, and again, it's only three games, I'll go back and look at some of the other games leading into those three-game stretch. But basically, though, it looks like you keep Tampa under 100 yards on the ground, you win the game, you let them get up over 100, and it becomes a very, very close one. The Carolina Panthers are better than the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't think we're going to get many non-Birds fans who would argue that with me. I think it's pretty simple, Lonzo. We keep them under the century mark and we win the football game. Brady can still go get his 250, his 300, his 325. You prevent them from running the ball and controlling the clock and you win the football game. We're going to get into some more of the X's and O's and tactics here in a minute. But this is the big one. This is the one that gets the star on the on the strategy sheet, keep them under the century mark in the rushing yards category, win the football game. And as a defense, you got to know, I mean, the whole team knows this. you got to win this game to win the South. And it starts with you, and it starts with stopping the run. And you got the big bodies up front to do it. They've done it before. You do it again. You, you've, you basically whipped Tampa Bay last time. You can do it again. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this matchup because even though I joke about the decline of Brady, obviously he's a pretty good player, but he's definitely not what he once was. This year he's got a few pieces, a little bit of magic left in the bag, but not a whole lot. And if you if you stop the run and it starts looking like that they're not going to win, I think the rest of that team quits. In that last game uh, that we won, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, just 46 total yards combined. Uh, 46 total yards combined for the Tampa Bay rushing uh, attack. And and again, smoked that one, kept them under 50. Do that again. You win the game, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. 